Welcome to Amici, news and insight from the New York Judiciary and the Unified Court System. I'm John Carr. Today we're turning the mic over to Kim Stevens of the Office of Workforce Diversity for a diversity dialogue interview with Doreen Hanley, the Chief Clerk of the New York City Family Court. Thank you, Doreen, for joining us uh, this afternoon to uh, speak about your court career. And uh, we are pleased to speak with you for our diversity dialogue series. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. So, Doreen, um, can you tell us a little bit about your your current position with the court system? Hmm. So, my current title is Chief Clerk of the New York City Family Court. I am the, I guess, highest ranking non judicial uh, in. Employee, <laughs> I'm assuming, uh, manager for the all clerical staffing within the city of New York, all five counties of New York City. Wow, that's a major undertaking, a lot of responsibility. Quite a bit, yes. So, how would you define diversity? Hmm. Diversity. So, my definition of diversity would include uh, perspective and cl- Inclusion. Okay. Inclusion of all employees and their different perspectives and what they bring to Absolutely. the court system work environment. Correct. As well as sensitivity, being yeah. able to uh, embrace those, again, with different backgrounds and cultures and for those who service, the quality of service we provide. Can you share with us your cultural background? And I also would like to ask, and how would you, how does it, if it does at all, influence your current position? Hmm. So my cultural background consists of my mom is, I would say, an African-American. My dad is of Panamanian descent. My dad taught me, I I, I can't, or both parents, I will say, let me just not say my dad, work ethic, it meant, almost everything in our household, as well as just, again, sensitivity towards others because they came from two totally different walks of life and they were able to raise us in such a positive environment. And when I say us, I'm referring to my family. I have 13 siblings. Um, Yeah, it's interesting, nine brothers and three sisters. And, again, my dad was able to accomplish all providing for us and giving us very humble beginnings but um, things to appreciate by work. He worked two jobs for 37 years, and uh, he turned 91 three days ago, Oh, and uh, very appreciative to what he taught us. How would you say you encourage others to honor their uniqueness? By embracing it, um, by uh, informing others of what it consists of, by exposing the uniqueness of those, by understanding others and their uniqueness. Wonderful. Now, uh, what are some types of inclusion programs or events that you or others in your court help to facilitate, and or what would you recommend for our organization to facilitate? Hmm. So in the family court, we strive by what has been our administrative judges or um, her initiative of the strategic plan. And one of those core values is respect for all. And I think if we are able to respect the uniqueness of each individual, um, their differences, their distinctions, 
I think that's the most that we want to foster and promote because I think that will bring a commitment towards who we are and what we do and a fairness also and how we approach it. I think that's wonderful. Yes, we need to foster an environment where everyone feels comfortable Correct. to share you know, their backgrounds, their culture, their ideas, their perspectives, everything. That's correct. So I would like to ask you a little bit more about your career path. Um, Mm. What do you enjoy most about your job? Mm. The interaction, the different people that I'm meeting, Um, having the ability to um, (laughs) recant, rediscuss, review Honestly, the family court, I didn't start in the family court. I started in the criminal court. Um, And so coming into the family court was quite different for me. But I seem to have found my place here. I understand the reason for my being here, at least that I feel personally, and that is to be able to have an immediate impact on our communities and our children within the community. And so an impact on the future. So as you were transitioning from criminal court to family court, did you have a mentor to guide you through the family court process and, and navigate in that arena? Well, I, I guess I could say yes to that. Uh, and at this level, as the management level, I did have, and I will refer to her again, Judge Ruiz and Judge Jolly, both as mentors and under their tutelage. I think they've been able to accomplish quite a bit and look forward to very much more um, within the family court, yes. Oh, wow, that's great. Um, for someone listening to this podcast or possibly reading the transcript, what would you tell them about working for the court system? Mm. I, my personal opinion would be the court system was very informative for me. It provided opportunity, advancement, um, as well as uh, ability to strive for more and, again, make an investment back within the community, and not just within any community, but now within the five boroughs, just the overall community. Wow, that's beautiful. Um, You've been with the court system for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Um, How many years is that exactly? 31 years. Oh, 31 years. 31 years, yeah. That's a very long, lucrative career. That's correct. How were you initially attracted to come and work for the court system? That's that's interesting. When I started, (laughs) my introduction to the court system was by a fluke. I had come out of college and was looking for employment but really didn't have any idea what I really wanted to do. My high school uh, was fashion industry, so I thought I wanted to be a designer. But uh, my dad introduced a rude awakening to me. He brought home three newspapers, (laughs) and there was absolutely nothing in there (laughs) for me. So for as a designer, he says, "Uh, I think you need to figure out what you're going to do with yourself. So I went back to a community college, and I came out, and I I said, still, no idea what I want to do. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, and his mom worked in the court system, and, she, wow. and he said to me, talk to my mom, maybe she can help you, and she did, and she said to me, go to Varick Street at that time, or I think it was 270 Broadway, she said, they post all type announcements for the court, oh, yeah. and so maybe you might be interested in something that's there, and I did, and that's how, that was my introduction to the court, never thought about it prior to that. Wow, and that essentially was by word of mouth. Through by word family. of mouth, that's correct. Never. 
As we move forward, the court system, we're trying to recruit, uh, or at least enhance the way that we do recruitment. Um, what would you suggest is an ideal way for us to reach um, the masses and, and encourage them to come in and work for the court system to see the beneficial and career growth that we have to offer? I would bring in individuals such as myself who started on the entry level and so that they can see, that when I say they, meaning the masses in which we're trying to reach, and that would be from career days at schools, and that would be hosting career days at the courts, the various courts, okay. and that would be through internships, more internships. And the one thing that I feel is truly missing, in which I don't, I, I'm not familiar with or I'm not aware that the family court is, a, is, is doing at this time, but I will inquire for next summer, is the Summer Youth Employment Program. Mm -hmm. and that is a very, very um, beneficial program, I think, for yeah. the inner city youth. Giving them exposure to yeah. our, our court system. Absolutely. And it gives them an introduction to where the different titles, the different positions, the different assignments, the different courts, and so many just see the court as an overall place of some sort of discipline. Yes. And so they have a tendency of staying away from the court, and they don't see it as an opportunity right. or, or <laughs> some type of career path. It's the place you stay away from, and it's unfortunate. And so... I never forget, I think when I first started with the court, I told my dad that I was going to be working for the court. And he says, doing what? Like, what? <laughs> How are you going to punish people? I said, I'm not punishing anyone. We seem to have this negative right. you know, connotation when we speak about the courts. Usually That's people right. don't mention the courts unless they have a case that they're filing. That's correct. But, yes, there are many career opportunities. Absolutely. Um, and I have to tell you, coming out of high school and, and at uh, one time, because I was in fashion, of course, we did some sort of, you know, internships in the stores, Macy's at that time, and I think it was A&S, for buyers, every aspect of the designing world, the fashion world. But I don't ever recall hearing anything about the courts, ever. Wow. And even in college, I don't see anything that promotes, yeah. right, and says there's a bulletin, go inside the court, look for the postings, because I've thought about that consistently as well, and I'm glad you re-entered that in my brain to now <laughs> talk about that again in my next meeting with Judge Ruiz, is that, is that people have to come into the court to see the postings, and I don't know how effective that may be. I think moving forward, again, with recruitment, I think we're starting to embrace the idea of social media, I think, mm. because that is a popular tool being used, especially by young people Absolutely. today, um, that we're going to start utilizing that to help, uh, you know, launch our opportunities that we Absolutely. have to offer. Absolutely. And then, again, the masses. A yes. very broad crowd now. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before you leave this position, what would you like your greatest achievement to be? Mm, that's interesting. Uh, I would like to definitely continue to foster the diversity. And I think it's I think it's amazing, um, and because I have the 31 years in, I've seen the change, or at least the transition that's taking place at this time. So if I can continue to stay on that path, and if I could see that it continues to improve, or at least grow, I won't even say improve, but grow, yeah. that will be something I would like to be a part of my legacy. And then I would like to see a visibility of fairness. And, and what I mean by that is just more of a sensitivity also okay. for the diversity. 
for others to embrace it and not see it as an intrusion or um and when you say visibility wanting to be able to see that more meaning um more diversity in certain positions, certain in all job theories? Yeah, I would like to see it in all. Okay. I think there's such a strong tendency to see. Um, um, but now I think I'm seeing more of it, as I mentioned. But when I first came in, the court officers were primarily men. The yeah. judges were primarily men. Um, the support magistrates were women. Okay. The court attorney referees were generally women. Right. Um, and the clerical staff usually generally consisted of women. Um, and I'm not saying there's anything against that. Thank God, God forbid, because <laughs> here I am. But just a more diversified group, meaning of every community, a representation of every community. Absolutely. More gender equality in different Correct. positions. Correct. Um, age and cultural backgrounds. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I have to say it has been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. And hearing your points of view regarding uh, diversity and inclusion and also uh, sharing your ascension in the court system in your court career. Thanks for listening to Amici. you find all of our recent podcasts on the court system's website at www.nycourts.gov. And most are also in the iTunes podcast library. If you have a suggestion for an Amici podcast, please let me know. I'm John Carr. And I can be reached at 518-453-8669 or J-C-A-H-E-R at nycourts.gov. In the meantime, stay tuned.